has spoken about identity uh, a couple times recently, so that's that's probably why it's it's still in my spirit. But um, he, he, the Lord, just continues to keep speaking to me about it. And uh, when I when I say identity, the specifically, I mean who I am in Christ. And, and I've been asking myself that question: God, who am I in You? I want to have a confidence in who I am in You. Um, as Elder has shared, our our identity is not found in in our role or what we do, but it should be in Christ. Um, and if you really want to to know where your identity is, um, I'll tell you, go into a conference like Landmark where there's thousands of people um, can really make you start to just question a little bit if you're if you're not sure in your identity in Christ. And, um, but I have a confidence in, in who God has called me to be, and I, I believe that all of us should, and we should, we should seek that. But um, I, I'm not going to talk about Landmark too much, I don't think, but just a, a little recap. Um, it, it wasn't what typical conferences may, may be. It wasn't a, a conference to hype you up or to... Um, to just send people back happy and excited and feeling good. It, it was the word of God being spoken to convict the body of Christ and to call the body of Christ to consecration and to separation and to tear down high places and to establish things with the Lord and to let go of things that can be distracting to us. And um, as you saw, Elder sent out the links to each of the services and um, I don't just say this just because I, I truly mean it. You, you need to go listen to those. They, they will convict you um, to a place of, of either repentance and also of, of casting off of some, some weights that can easily beset us, as the scripture says. Um, I, I want to look specifically um, at, at a night when... Brother Haney spoke. Um, if you don't know who Brother Haney is, he is a person who has truly given himself to studying the Word of God and to to learning the Hebrew language. And it's it's amazing just listening to him minister and the way the Lord uses him because he'll begin to speak and and he'll share his message and you're like, man, he just said 20 different things in there that were all revelation to me. Like. And he just uses them in part of his message, and it's, it's amazing the way the Lord uses him and as he has given himself to studying the Hebrew language. And um, we know that, that God gives us understanding spiritually when we study the Word. It's, it's not something we can comprehend in our human understanding, but I believe because of his study, the Lord has honored him giving himself to studying that language and has allowed him to see things in the Word of God that you can only see when you truly begin to dig into the Hebrew language. And um, a friend of mine who was sitting with me at Landmark, he leaned over to me and said, he's like, he's taken study yourself to show yourself approved to another level. Um, and he, he truly has. It's, it's amazing to see. But um, I'm not going to preach his message. Um, you, you just have to go listen to it. But I do want to give a little bit of a, a foundation of what he spoke about. Uh, he, he started with a statement, and I may not get the words exactly right, but a statement of, of us possessing God. And um, 
we, we read often in the scripture that we are God's children. We are God's chosen people. We are his. And he said, just as much as we are God's, God is ours. And when he began to speak on that, it was, it was a revelation that will give you faith like you haven't had before. When you begin to see the things in the word of God that he shows us, that he is willing to do for us, that he will do for us because of the relationship we have with him. And... And so I want to talk a little bit about faith. I, I walked away from that, that night with, with great faith, and the Lord is just continuing to give me more and more faith. Um, Romans 10, verse 17, Elder shares this quite a bit, um, but it's because it's so true. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And as I have been reading that scripture, the perspective I have been trying to receive in it is faith is not just hoping something will happen. I know the scripture says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. But when I read this scripture, you could basically say faith comes by hearing the word of God. And I don't know about you, but when God speaks something, I know it to be true. When God says a word, I know it to be true. So if we hear the word of God, if we hear the voice of God, then our faith shouldn't be, well, maybe it will happen. Our faith should be steadfast, knowing, no, God spoke a word, therefore it will come to pass. Therefore it will happen. And when you begin to get that understanding and that revelation of, of your relationship with God, that when he speaks something into your life and you lay hold on it, it will come to pass. It, it changes your faith. It gives you a new perspective of faith, not just hoping and, oh, I'll just keep praying. Maybe one day something will change, but believing when God speaks a word, I'm going to see it come to pass if I, if I steadfast in the faith. When... When you are buried in baptism in Jesus' name and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, and this is, this is me referencing a little bit back to Brother Haney's message, um, when you are buried in baptism and filled with the Spirit, you are entering into a covenant with God. You are being buried into his burial and you are being resurrected in his resurrection, the power of his resurrection. How many of you have, have been baptized in Jesus' name? How many of you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in tongues? Amen. If you haven't, and I'm not just saying this, if you haven't, the Lord wants to do that. He wants to give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He wants you to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and enter into covenant with him. And in our flesh, sometimes we can look at that. And what we do is we look at pros and cons. That's, that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Well, let me weigh out the options. Let me weigh out what, what's going to benefit me. What am I going to have to let go of? But when it comes to a relationship with God, there's some things that to our flesh may look like cons, but I assure you that everything that comes in a relationship with God is for your benefit. It is for the benefit of the kingdom of God. It is for eternity. It's for salvation. It's not for this life. It's for the life to come. And so I just have, I've been thinking about this and just been asking the Lord to continue to minister to me about about what it is to be in Christ and to have faith in something that he has spoken. And 
as I said, when the Lord speaks, it will come to pass. And I think of this story because there may be times where you say, man, I know the Lord spoke something, but I'm not seeing it. Why am I not seeing this happen? And um, a little lighthearted story, but is very true. You may have heard it before is there was this man who was at his house and uh, a storm came and it began to flood and and he began to pray, Lord, send somebody to save me from this from this flood. And a car came driving up to his house and told him to get in. He said, no, the Lord's going to save me. Go on. The Lord's going to save me. And so it kept raining and the waters rose. And so he had to go up to the second story of his house. And, and a boat comes to his second story window and says, come on, get in. He says, no, no, the Lord's going to save me. The Lord's going to save me. He's told me he's going to save me. Finally, the waters keep rising. He climbs up on the roof and a helicopter comes. And they say, get in. Says, no, the Lord's going to save me. I believe he's going to save me. And as you might expect, the flood kept rising and the man drowned and and he's speaking with the Lord and says, Lord, I prayed and you said you would do it, but you didn't save me. And the Lord says, I sent you three people, but you wouldn't get in the vehicle. And, and I think sometimes we can put an expectation on how works. we want God to do something. And in doing so, it causes us to miss what he's actually trying to do. We can, we can have this expectation over here, and, and then God's will can be right here. And, and when he does his will, because it doesn't look like what we expected, we don't give God the proper glory or the proper praise that he deserves for what he's trying to accomplish. And with this, with this man, I think of the scripture that we can turn here if you'd like to. It is uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I think a lot of times, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but we can look at that and we can read the second part of it. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are new. But this scripture, the Lord gives you something you have to do if you're in Christ. If you're in Christ, you are a new creature. If you're baptized in the waters of baptism, if you're filled with the Spirit, but then that's just the beginning. Then it's a continual walking. It's a continual making decision to walk in Christ, to be in Christ, to find your identity in Christ, and you will be a new creature. How many of you were not raised in church? Do you raise your hand if you were not raised in church? Okay, maybe, maybe a little over half of us here. How many of you believe that, that your old man has passed away, that your past life is washed under the blood of the Lamb? Raise your hand. Amen. You know how we can believe that? Because the Word of God says it. The Scripture says that the old things are passed away and all things are become new. And so when the enemy would try and come and he would try and plant doubt or plant thoughts or plant worry, that it, it doesn't stand against the Word of God because the Word has already spoken it. You have Peter who was in the boat when the storm was coming and, and they saw Jesus walking on the water and, and they, they thought it was the spirit of death coming to take them. And, and Peter cries out, says, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus says, come. And so Peter steps out onto the water and he began to walk on water, a, a miracle that is unlike any other miracle that, that we see in the Bible and he's, he's walking on water, and, and we know that he then looks to the waves. He saw the waves. He saw the wind, and he began to sink. And 
he had gotten his eyes off of Jesus and he had gotten his eyes off of the word that God spoke. If he would have just stayed focused on Jesus, if he would have stayed focused, the Lord bid me come, therefore he has something in store. The Lord told me to step out, therefore I keep my eyes focused on him. I lay hold on the word of God and the storm and the waves and the sea will not waver me, will not cause me to doubt or fear. I'm telling you, when you would get an understanding of who we are in Christ, of the relationship we are in Christ, of the place that we step into when we are baptized in Jesus' name, when we're filled with the Holy Ghost, that when he speaks a word, there should be no doubt, there should be no fear, there should be no worry, but utter faith in the word of God that it will come to pass. The Lord has given me a faith to speak his word, to declare his word, and I'll give you a couple examples that just happened this week that may seem so simple but have been just amazing to me that I've been giving God praise for. I was, um, I was in the living room the other day trying to pray and read. It, was, it wasn't too late, but I was worn out. I was exhausted and um, felt like when I would read, I just couldn't keep my eyes open. And then when I'd try and pray, I would press and then sort of just fall back into weariness, which, which happens. We're all human. We get tired. Our, our bodies are weak. But when I was there, I thought of the scripture where Paul is, is praying about the thorn in his flesh. And the Lord speaks to Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and says, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And when that scripture came to mind, I, I didn't begin to just beg God, Lord, give me your strength. I'm weak. I need your strength. But, but I stood up with a recognition that, that because of who I am in Christ, because of my relationship with Christ, because his word says, I can declare the word of God knowing that he will do what his word says. We're not making demands with God. I, I want you to understand that. We're not making demands with God, but we are saying, God, your word says, therefore it is. You spoke, therefore it has to be. We sing this song sometimes, believe for it, and it says, you said, I believe, you said, it is done. And those words are so true. When he speaks a word, no matter when it actually happens in our space of time, God has already accomplished the word that he has spoken. And so I stood up from that place, and I just began to declare that word. And I said, Lord, your word says that your strength is made perfect in weakness. And God, I recognize that I am weak. I recognize that my flesh is weak and that I am weary. But because your word says it, therefore it must be. So I receive your strength tonight, God. And then when I begin to say that, the strength of God came upon me. It wasn't like an electricity flowing through me. It was, it was simple. It was small. It was just that weariness just begin to go away. And you see, I could have had my, my attention on, man, I need this jolt of energy. I need this supernatural strength. And, and if I would have been focused on that, then I would have missed God just reaching in and just touching me. And, and he did that. He just gave me just enough strength to continue in prayer, to continue in the word. 
And maybe that's what the Lord is trying to do for you. Maybe you're, you're looking for something that is so big in your eyes, but God is wanting to just one step at a time, just enough strength to get you back to an altar, just enough strength to get you back to the feet of Jesus, just enough strength for you to reach your hand and touch the throne of God. Could we just exalt him right now? If the Lord is ministering to you, would you just reach to him? God, I don't want my eyes to be focused on something that is not of you. I pray in Jesus' name, let me see things the way you desire me to see them, God. Let my faith be in you and in your word that you will accomplish what you speak, I pray. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I pray. God, your strength in the body tonight. Your strength in my brothers and in my sisters tonight. Your strength in me tonight as we speak your word, oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, give us ears to hear. God, give us ears to hear. Let faith come by your word tonight, I pray. Let faith arise by your word as you would speak, Jesus. Today I was nearing the end of my work day and was having a bad headache and my nose felt like it was burning on the inside, just congested and um, and I was I was ready to put my faith into action based on my experience from two nights before and from the ministry by by Brother Haney and and so the scripture that came to mind was are any sick among you and and that scripture says that if there's any sick among you to call for the elders of the church and they would lay hands on you anointing you with oil and when I read that my heart sunk a little bit. Well, man, there's nobody here who can lay hands on me. There's nobody here who can anoint me with oil and pray for me. But I kept reading. I'll, I'll, I'll just continue from right here. Is any sick among you? James 5:14. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and he... And, he ha and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And then this verse, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When I read that part, pray one for another that you may be healed, that was all I needed for faith to begin to rise up. And so I stood up from my desk, and I just began to pray for, for a few people. I, I won't call names, but I just began to pray for them, saying, Lord, your scripture says that if I pray for others, that I'll be healed. 
And so I began to pray for others. I began to call their names and lift them up unto the Lord. And, and as I did so, the Spirit of God began to fill that living room once again. And the headache began to go away. I wasn't praying for my healing. I wasn't praying for anything for myself. I was praying for brothers and for sisters that the Lord would lead them, that he would give them peace, that he would meet them where they are, that he would heal them if they had any sickness, if they were facing any infirmities. And the Lord began to move in that place. And like I said, my headache went away. And, and I, the only way I can explain it, like I said, my nose had been burning, it felt like. And, and just this freshness began to come up into my nose as I was there praying and just became overwhelmed with the power of God in that place. And it may seem simple to you. I, I can stand here and say, well, I'm still a little congested, but I know what the Lord did. I know the Lord said, and therefore he did. And I lay hold on that word that he has accomplished it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I, I haven't got the chance to listen to the 11 a.m. service on Sunday yet um, by Elder Flowers. I did listen to, uh, along with my mom and dad, I listened to the 9 a.m. one by, by my brother and I know he ministered, he titled it uh, Miracles and Emptiness, something along those lines. And it was, it was powerful. It was, the Lord was ministering in that. And I, I'm not sure if he shared this story, but I want to turn here. 1 Kings 17. We're, we're going to put our faith into action here when, when I'm wrapping up tonight. I, I have faith tonight. I was feeling it as we were praying before service. Um, as I was hearing others pray, faith was rising in me, and, and I still have that faith tonight. And I believe as we agree together in faith that the Lord will do some things here. 1 Kings 17, verse 8. This is Elijah. There's famine in the land, and what the water is dried up. Um, and he had been by the brook. The brook just dried up where birds were bringing him food. And verse 8 says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, go thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So the Lord gave Elijah a word. He gave him direction. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he had come to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread and in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Uh, there's two points to this story. We'll continue reading here in a minute. But Elijah could have, could have heard that woman's story, and he could have said, okay, this, this one clearly isn't it, because she has nothing to give anyway, and so I better look for another. But he had heard a word from God. God told him to go and that he would send somebody. And... He continued on, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. 
For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Now this lady, she could have heard that and she could have still been like, you know what, just to be safe, I'm going to make myself one more and then if I have something left, I'll make him something. I, I fully believe if she would have done that, then the oil and the meal would have ran out because she wouldn't have been obedient to the word of God. When we hear the word of God, it's not always just, okay, I've heard it, now I wait for it to happen. When the Lord speaks, there's sometimes action that has to take place. And I believe even though she, she was at what she thought was the end of her life, she thought was the end of the line. There was nothing, nothing else to come. This, this was it. This was her and her son's last meal, and they had nowhere else to turn or nowhere else to go. She heard a word from God through the man of God. And she went, verse 15, and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. The, the thought I had with, with that story, with tying it with the scripture of praying one for another that you may be healed, is I, I begin to see this lady in, in this example when she had no regard for her life, when she decided that she was going to obey the word of the Lord versus doing something for herself, doing something for her flesh, that then the miracle began to happen. And my brother shared on Sunday, he, was, he used the scripture of um, the oil filling the, the pots, however many pots you can get, bring them. And, and they filled every one of them up until they had no more empty vessels. And I believe this is a similar thing where in obedience, if you would give yourself to what God is asking of you, whether it be something that seems so unrelated. Well, how can this help me? This lady could have seen that. How can, how can me feeding this man help me if I'm giving him the last that I have? But instead, she obeyed the word of God and the voice of God. And I believe the Lord is asking if we're willing to give our last when we're weak, if we're willing to obey God, he will give you strength. And so I, I want to do something tonight. If we could stand, that, that's, that's all I have to say, but, but I want to put our faith into action tonight. You heard Brother Joey Charles mention a few people that are sick. Sister Julie isn't feeling well. The Santos, Brother Renee, he had called me earlier and he sounded pretty rough. Um, he's not doing well. Uh, he had asked us to pray for his mom, who's about to be going into more treatment and the toll that that has on her body. Um, I believe there are probably others, if, if you know of them, call their names out as we pray. But I, I don't, I believe that there are probably some people here that aren't feeling too well right now, or they may be sick, they, whether it be just a little cold like I felt like I was dealing with, or, or maybe it's something you've been dealing with for a while, and, and you're, you're waiting for an answer from God. You're waiting for, for God to, to do something that you have expectation for. But I want you to the best that you can to cast off your thoughts 
to have no regard for your life no regard for your situation and would you call on these names that I have just mentioned that that are sick would you begin to pray for these brothers and these sisters in the body tonight that are sick would you pray for their healing would you pray that the Lord would touch them and I say that as you do so that the Lord will move in this place he will meet your need in this place God I call on these names tonight according to your word Jesus. I pray for Sister Julie right now. I pray that you would touch her body, any sickness that she faces, Lord. I pray that you would meet her where she is, God, and you would flow through her in Jesus' name. If there's anyone listening online, if you're feeling sick, I pray that you would have the same prayer, that you would begin to pray for your brothers or your sisters. The Lord will meet you where you are right now. God, I pray, let your healing flow. I pray for Brother Renee tonight. I speak to that sickness that it must leave. I speak to that sickness that it must leave his body in the name of Jesus. I pray your blood that it would flow through him right now in Jesus' name. God, I call upon these names. Lord, I pray for Sister Alma tonight. I pray that you would give her strength. I pray that you would flow in her as she goes through this treatment, God. That your will would be done in her life, Jesus. God, that all the glory would be yours. That all the honor would be yours. That you would be exalted. That you would be glorified in her life and in her testimony, I pray. Your healing, your blood, I pray. As two or three agree together. God, your scripture says that if two or three would agree, asking any one thing in your name, God, and it says, therefore it must be. So I agree today with my brothers and my sisters. Would you reach over to the person beside you if it's appropriate? And would you just begin to pray for them and agree with them? Again, not praying for yourself, but praying for your brother or sister right now. Lord, I pray your healing flow in this place right now. I pray your peace flow in this place right now. God, I pray your will be accomplished. Lord, if it's just enough strength to get me through today, let it be. If it's just enough strength to get me through today, I receive it, God. 
Lord, take me to a place where I'm running at your feet. God, I pray, take us to a place where we would fall at your feet every day to abide in you, oh God. To abide in you, oh God. Not focused on my life. Not focused on my need. I fix my eyes on you, Jesus. I fix my eyes and my attention on you, God. If you're married, would you begin to pray for your spouse, whether they're here or not? Would you begin to pray over them? Pray that the Lord would speak to them. Pray that the Lord would bless their life and would minister to their life. If you have lost family members, would you begin to pray for them right now? Lord, I lift them up unto you today. God, I lift them up unto you today that you would hear our cry. In Jesus' name. In Let's just continue right here. The scripture says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait on him a little longer here tonight. The Lord is working in this place. He's not done in this place. God, I wait on you. I wait on you, Jesus. 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 Jesus.
my God, my God, my God. Let faith arise. God, you spoke, therefore I believe. Jesus, you said, therefore I believe. You said, therefore I believe, God. Your word will not return void. Your word is life. Your word is everlasting. Your word will never fail. I believe that there's some words that God has spoken that are maybe being quickened back to your spirit right now. Maybe that haven't come to pass yet. If he said it, it will happen. God, I stay steadfast. God, I press towards the mark in Jesus' name. That it will be accomplished, Jesus, because you spoke it. You are a God that cannot lie. God, I seek you through your word. Let me be found in your word. My foundation be upon your word. Not wavering. Not listening to the voice of this world. For a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. God, I want my thoughts and my heart to be filled with your word, Jesus. The word of truth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Could we offer him praise right now? God, I thank you. I thank you for speaking your word. God, I thank you that you have given us this truth, this foundation to which our lives can be built upon. I thank you, Jesus. All glory to you. All honor to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know I'm just making a lot of references to, to different verses, but I feel like that's the way the Lord has been speaking to me. Just if his word says it, I'm going to speak it and believe it to happen. And not a single verse, not a single word that he has spoken is 
is of no value. Every word he has spoken holds value, is truth. Every word he has spoken is life. Nothing is too small for God, and nothing is too big for him. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Scripture says to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The Lord wants to do more than just heal. The Lord has so much in store for the body of Christ. Could we begin to do that? Could we begin to praise the Lord tonight? God, I worship you. And man, we're not praising him so that heaviness will leave. We're praising him because he is worthy of it. And when we begin to do so, because his word says it, heaviness will be gone in Jesus' name. God, I praise you. I worship you, God. I put on the garment of praise. I exalt you, my king, my provider, my healer, my savior, my father, and my friend. Glory to your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name, God. Praises and honor and glory be to you, almighty God. I pray let your peace sweep through this place. Let your strength sweep through this place. I pray heaviness, let it leave in Jesus' name as we exalt you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise your name, Jesus. I praise your name. In this week ahead, when you go to the Word of God, and again, I encourage you, go listen to the messages from Landmark and the one from Brother Haney. He, the way he ministers, it will, it will give you a, a faith to declare the Word of God, to speak the Word of God. Because I, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know how long ago it's been now. Um, but Bishop would, was speaking a lot about holding God to his word and that the Lord wants us to declare his word. He wants us to hold him to his word. And, and that just came back into my spirit again of the Lord spoke those things because they're going to happen. And, and I believe sometimes when we ask the Lord for something or we pray something and it doesn't happen, the scripture gives us understanding as to why it doesn't happen. It says, ye have not because ye ask not. And you ask not because you ask amiss, that you would consume it upon your own lusts. And 
I believe when we speak the written word of God, the word that we know is truth, that is unwavering, that is unfailing, that when we speak that, that the Lord wants to listen. The Lord wants to do what we speak from his word because when he does that, he's proving himself in his word. He's showing himself to be faithful. He's showing himself to be holy. And when we begin to do the word of God and speak the word of God, he will not fail. So in this week ahead, as you read, every statement that you read, if there's a scripture that stands out to you, speak it, pray it, declare it, allow the Lord to speak to you through it, allow the Lord to minister to you in it. And I believe the Lord will increase our faith. He'll give us boldness to speak, to declare it. And then when you go to a place of prayer, those scriptures will begin coming to your spirit. And as you pray, you won't just be praying your own thoughts, but you'll be praying the word of God. And there is power in the word of God. There is life in the word of God. In Jesus' name, praise God. Could we just thank him one more time before we go tonight? God, all thanks to you. I pray that your word that was ministered, let it find ground in our hearts and be planted. And I pray that as we seek you in your word, that you would continue to reveal yourself to us, that you would continue to show us who we are in you, to give us a faith and a confidence in what you have spoken, God, that we will see it come to pass. All glory, all honor, all praise at all times be unto you, Jesus. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Praise God. Would you greet your brother and sister tonight as we go? God bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ.